Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Mill fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tin fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter at Lions Food Hub. DM them. You can DM me at Actong Millwall and I'll pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Actong Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall in the aftermath of that shellacking by AFC Bournemouth last night. I'm speaking in the immediate aftermath of the game to Mr. Aaron Paul, broadcasting not from his usual glamour position outside the Millhouse kebab shop on the Alderton Road, but actually from the, the car park of the Den. How are you doing, Aaron Paul? I'm all, I'm just I'm just keeping me... Uh... Keeping me, me, me wits about me, I don't want uh, I don't want to get my collar felt by lurch, you know, for sort of lurking in the car park. So I'm just uh, I'm keeping my wits about me after what was uh, yeah not the best from Millwall tonight. No, you don't want to get locked in that car park either, because otherwise it may be some time before you can get out. So Absolutely. no, that was that was poor. I mean, I I am slightly torn, Aaron, between. The, the poor Mill defensive performance, because um, that's what it was over the course of both halves, in my opinion, and a very good movement, pace and touch of the AFC Bournemouth side. Mm. Expensively assembled, as uh, I think it was TT posted on Twitter, um, but that's not an excuse for poor defending. And, you know, that's what we saw tonight, didn't we, mate? All I'm saying is, all I'm going to say to you is, Nick, firstly, don't be... Overly, 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 overly harsh. Bournemouth are now the leading scorers in the championship. They're the most informed team in the championship. They are the best team by far and away out there. Um, you know, I, I let me tell you, no one wants to play Bournemouth. Nick. No, no, no man, woman, child or beast wants to play Bournemouth. Every other team in that playoffs is probably shitting themselves right now. The only team that could probably take Bournemouth down right now is Barnsley, out of playing rugby. And if Millwall really, really, really wanted to sort of cause Bournemouth damage, they could have. They could have gone and been hard, been physical, 
But effectively, Bournemouth are relentless. They're a machine. They play this brand of football, expansive, quick, counter-pressing yeah. football. And you know what? Again, TT, is it TT? TT, he listed all, all of their players, most of the 10 million plus. Jefferson Lerma, man. Jefferson Lerma's a class act, yeah? You've got uh, Philip Billing, class act. David Brooks is a £25 million player. Yeah. Solanke is finally coming good. They can bring on Stanislas off the bench. They yeah. can bring Sam Surridge off the bench. These are good, good, good players. These are bottom-end, top-end championship, bottom-end Premier League, top-end championship players. Yeah. And let's be fair, each of the goals were, were breathtaking. David Brooks probably should have had a couple more. Stanislas should have had a couple more. It could have been eight or nine, let's be fair. But, speaking to Gary Rout after the game, I'll just give you the lowdown. He turned around and mentioned, you know, that Millwall effectively may be on the beach a bit. I agree. Yep. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't just, it wasn't his usual sort of style. Let's be fair. Very, very, very fair. This club is waiting, is crying for the season to end. It's just desperate for the season to end this club. You know, let and let's get back to August. Let's have a packed out then. Let's have some new faces in the squad and go again. You know, I think Zahor's race is completely and utterly run. He, he looks a shadow of the former player he won. He well, didn't look interested. And I, I think that's the shit, thing that, that's... You um, know, and I don't like to be... You know I don't like to call people shit. And no, no, no. And no. all other words from the, <laughs> the, Harry War, the Harold Warren dictionary. You know, I don't love you, mate. I love you, mate. I don't, I don't like using those kind of words. But, you know, Zahor was there. He was poor. Um, you know, obviously, Jed gave it a go. But then again, Jed Wallace all over, mate. It's, it's Jed Wallace all over. I thought uh, Billy Mitchell wasn't bad. In Not bad. No, I agree. You know, rare off night for Danny Mack, I feel. But then again, he wasn't going to get space down that side. And off night for George Evans, I thought. I'd be playing in that defending role. Didn't look great tonight. But, um, Nick, it was an off night in general, mate. It was a poor night in general. You know, you've got to look past it. Let's be fair. Bournemouth, in reality, they should have potentially been the challengers against Norwich for this league. They should have really challenged Norwich this league. I'm but, surprised you know, they're not contenders for the top. I mean, they're, they're a few points short. Oh, I think it's a bit far off. I think it's a bit far off. Look, make no bones about it. They, um, they, they. Well, Reading lose. I don't know. We're, we're obviously talking. Talking this, this live. Yeah, yeah. Reading are playing Luton at the moment. If Reading yeah. lose, then then Bournemouth they get that. Promotion, uh, the the, the playoff, yeah, the playoff assured, yeah. playoff position. They get the playoff position. Should they challenge Watford? Yes. Watford have got a bigger squad than Bournemouth. They've got a more in depth squad than Bournemouth. Bournemouth had, had a manager change. Watford had, had a manager change. I don't know. I feel the quality in Bournemouth squad is very, very, very good. They're my they're my bet to go up from via the playoffs. They are my bet. They blew Millwall away today. They are too good for this league. It's 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 fair to say they are too good for this league. Well, I would I would agree. Um, with that. I mean, four one didn't actually reflect it. It, it could have been six seven eight. Put, put, I'm said. watching them Saturday. They're playing they're playing Brentford Saturday. Okay, mate. I I'm expecting them to give Brentford a tanking. I'm fully expecting a tanking for Brentford on Saturday. Well, this is what struck me because we played Brentford and actually didn't look bad at the weekend. And, you know, in my mind, I'd kind of put Brentford and Bournemouth in a very similar kind of um, folder in my head, you know, two footballing sides. But Brentford were a shadow compared with what we saw tonight, the movement and the pace and the control in front of goal. It was, I mean, we're not neutral, so we can't enjoy it. But if it were a neutral, I'd have said that was a very, very good side. Oh, my God, there's someone 
leaving the dang car park in like a motorised scooter wheelchair, like a rascal, Nick. That's probably Johnny Varson. Should, <laughs> should I follow him? Well, we can't he's, introduce he's, got a, he's, he's got a high vis hang off the side of it. It's like a motorised wheelchair slash okay. a rascal. That's, that's brilliant. Anyway, that's, moving that's, on. A positive note. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Bradshaw looked lively. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, know, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, uh, Gary Rowett hinted in one of his interviews today that um, with news at then, I think it was, that there's going to be some movement. There needs to be movement. I mean, there's this... Mate, sport. there will be a fire sale, like, fucking... It will be sports direct in this place, yeah? <laughs> That's what I am led to believe. It will be sports direct. Closing down sale... Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I mean, the league table does not lie, as the cliche has it. That leaves us 10th on 59 points. Well Absolutely. short, well short of any Absolutely. dreams of playoffs. I'll tell you what, Nick. I'll tell you what, Nick. Can I, can I, can I come back to this? Because I'll, I'll see you in a minute. All right, mate. I'll talk to you soon. I'll come back, yeah? All right, mate. All right. Talk to you soon. Achtung, Milwaukee. Welcome back, dear listeners. Aaron had to um, take off for a, a brief conversation there. Um, Aaron, whilst I've got you, still lurking, yes, still lurking in the car park at the den. At, uh, yeah, well, um, you know, I feel like one of those sort of intrepid reporters just, you know, sticking my <laughs> microphone in places where it shouldn't be. I've seen Barton Spielkowski walk off with a quite a big like, like box. It was like a cool box. I, I think it might have been his lunchbox or something like that. But basically, it was quite a big box uh, for Bart. He jumped into his car, drove off, uh, bumped into Jed, bumped into Ryan Woods. So yeah, just um, just saw just saw them them chaps in the car. Bart is one of the few that come out of tonight with his head held high, in my opinion, because he did make some some as he always does. Falls off some. Yeah, well, you know, you get 100% commitment, don't you? You get 110% commitment from him every single time. And you know, if you look at the core of the, the squad, you know, there is a core there. Yeah. There is a real call there. There's something to build on. It's just um, it's just a case of waiting for that summer, Nick. Waiting for a big, big summer ahead for Millwall. Fingers crossed. But I wanted to press you, Aaron, when we did our show the other day about the Super League, the proposed Super yeah. League scam, financial rig up, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, you sounded quite down, quite depressed by your standards. I, didn't I was. Like, I didn't like to hear that. Um, how are you feeling now? We watched the extraordinary events of yesterday it was quite the most entertaining thing i think i've seen on social media in uh, possibly ever was the the well, bit it by emmerdale didn't it it was better than emmerdale, beat emmerdale. It. it was a bit by bit um implosion as one by one the uh the billionaires that europe, they could, could, eh? europe was europe fell yeah you know, it, bit by bit billionaires who thought they could buy anything and everything discovered that they can't buy everything, and it's wonderful yeah. to watch. How did you? How did you find? I mean, you must have been working last night. How did you find it um, from your side? So I was I was working on the BBC Asia Network last night. I was presenting last night, and basically, what happened was was I was talking to my cousin. We were talking about a few bits and pieces. Then I got uh, a couple of emails to say Chelsea were pulling out. Yeah. Now um, Chelsea were pulling out. I mean, firstly, in fact, you know, what, let's start again. I spoke to a couple of fans who were down on Fulham Road outside yeah, the ground. the protest, yeah. Uh, yeah, and basically they said the situation is is that we waited until the traffic had gone and we've gone and sat in the middle of the road. Okay. <laughs> fair play, fair play to the them. Road. Yeah. They nicked a bus. They, they, well, they didn't nick a bus. They sort of like, you know... Took they, possession they of it. Yeah. They, they basically, they, the old bill were there. It was a bit of a fucking nightmare logistically. And then Petr Cech came out. 
and this was the video that was going around social yeah. media. Petacek came out because he wanted to, you know, sort of appeal to the fans and say, look, guys, you know, there's a game happening tonight. You know, we'll sort this out and sort this out. Now, the thing about Petacek is, you know, Petacek is in the corporate body. He's a football man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a Chelsea man. And he promised to sort it out for the fans, and, and, and he did. I also think, you know, people are sat there talking about Roman Abramovich. I think Roman Abramovich doesn't get as much credit as he should. Roman Abramovich is a very smart man. He knows that if he makes a decision that's going to go against the views of his fans, his fans will, will, will kick off. And the thing about Chelsea is Chelsea aren't a United or a Liverpool. They don't have the same reach as a United or a Liverpool. United can afford to lose season ticket holders. Chelsea, not so much. The mm. demographic they're in, the area they're in, they're an expensive club to go and watch. And they don't want to lose fans. And they don't want to piss very, very long-standing fans off. And so Chelsea were the first club to fall. City, I, I'm not surprised by. I'm not surprised by. Look, they're run by footballing people. Ferran Soriano, Caldon Al-Mubarak is, a, is, a, is an intelligent, intelligent guy. They're not stupid people who run Man City. And Guardiola's a footballing man as well. And he knew about the lack of integrity in this competition. And so City went and then, you know, it, uh, United went. And, and yeah. I got a message asking, you know, are United going? And I just said, you know what? I can't see us being one of them ones. But then I got another message from someone else going, United are out. United have done it. They're going to sort of, you know, announce it. And I'm like, fine. And then, of course, we got the best news. And you heard my... my, my I did indeed. Shrieks. Nick in in our group chat <laughs> that Ed Woodward, um, the 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 one of the most loathed men, the Black Beast, you know, That's um, right. <laughs> United, you know, like he, he walked around like the, he, he, you know, basically treated like the Elephant Man of Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, he was the Elephant Man of Old Trafford. Ed Woodward has resigned his post, and I didn't believe it. Then I got a message from someone else who I know who's quite sort of in, and they're like, "Yeah, it's true." And I promise you, I was driving down the M40 at the time and I just started beeping my horn and just going, fucking man, I was so happy. I was so happy. Um, and then, obviously, you saw the other clubs follow suit. Liverpool, Chelsea and... and, and Arsenal. And, uh, sorry, Liverpool, Liverpool, Arsenal and Spurs, who, yeah. who, who followed suit. And, and the English clubs pulled out and then it just felt like the end. Like It felt like Europe had fallen. It felt... Monumental, and I, I was with Alex Churchill, a uh, girl who likes balls, big Chelsea yeah, fan, yeah, you know, yeah, from yeah, yeah, you know, big, big World War historian, and she absolutely. likened it to something. I think the end of World War One, she likened it to, you know, um, it's a domino effect. Just, Once one absolutely, goes, absolutely, they, they, they fold in turn. Um, Honestly, Nick, I, I was relieved. I was relieved because it felt on Sunday. I was very, very down on Sunday. Very down. And even when we had our call on Monday, I was very down because. You know, you support a football team. You support. No, you're not a fan. You support a football team. Nick, you plough your money into Millwall every yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. put my money into Manchester United every year. Granted, I've put my money into other clubs as well, but fuck me. Put two grand a year into Manchester United and other people put 500 quid, other people put five grand a year. But I put my money in every single year and it felt like they didn't give a fuck. Granted, today, there's been a message from Joel Glazer the first time in 16 years that this... You know, this man from this parasitic family, this parasitic drain of a fucking organisation <laughs> that owns my football club, have decided to communicate with the fans. And the ironic thing was, when they took the club over and the fans mobilised and the fans kicked off, they promised more communication 
you're a PLC before, don't worry, you'll get more communication. We promise this and we promise this. Of course, none of it came true. And 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 here we are. Um, what happens next? That's the question. Now, I, for one, have said I'd, I'd actually encourage and I'd like to see uh, the six clubs get 30-point thirty point deductions. Wow. Uh, 30 wow. points. Because if you look, and I, I, why I say 30 points is because if you go back to 2009 when Loot and Town were completely fucked over by the FA, they got 30 points and it effectively sunk them down to National League. And they were yeah. in National League for a few years. Yeah, they were. Why do you take that punishment out on a small club? You're going to punish people, punish them properly. 30 points and each of the clubs, whoever they, you know, obviously there's four English clubs left in Europe, knock them out and either give their place, you know, give give their their their, their semi-finalists a buy or in fact, Teams that played in the quarters, give them their their, their place back. Give them the opportunity. Them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. These teams should learn. However, I can't see them getting 30-point bans. And the reason why is simply UEFA do not want next season to have West Ham, Leicester, Wolves and whoever <laughs> else in the Champions League. And they don't want fucking Crystal Palace in the Europa League. And so these teams will get off scot-free. Am I proud? No. I am not proud. It's taken Sky and BT and all these people to, to wake these, 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 these clubs up. If only the Premier League and these football clubs took stances, and everyone's been talking about racism and how you know, they, they failed to deal with racism, but it's true. If only they took a stance on racism like they did this, where their money was on the line, Shit would be different. Next. Money would always different. focus the attention like no, nothing else on this on this planet. Sadly, um, that's 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 the reality of it. I think also as much as the Liverpool, the Manchester United, cities and the rest, their stock has been reduced. It's not been done away. They will still wield um, a disproportionate power and influence, even though um, this 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 um, affair has been a very uh, you know, a black day in, in English football, but things it's are designed very, to move on. It's been a weird few days, Nick. Let me tell you something. It's been a very weird few days. I feel like exhausted. I think everyone who's a journal or covers football in some some sort of sense, you know, sense of the sport, will feel that it's been a really exhausting few days. I, I, really, I very very shattering. I genuinely hope, I mean, you must take politicians' promises with a pinch of salt, but both Labour and the Conservatives have said they want to look at football. Let's hope there's legislation that does give mm. fan influence some measure of, of impact, like they do in Germany. That would be wonderful if this comes out of this process. Because, you know, even, even if they have a 50 plus one rule like they do in, in German football, the big clubs are still going to be the big clubs. The small clubs will probably be the small clubs. It just gives everyone a little bit more of a shot at more of a balanced competition, and that should be in everyone's interest, in my opinion. So, absolutely, let's, let's keep our fingers absolutely. crossed. Aaron, I'm going to let you go home, mate. It's getting very dark on my Zoom uh, screen for you now, <laughs> mate. Have a good journey. I'm drive safely, and thanks, you, thanks for taking Cheers. the time, mate. Really appreciate it. Cheers, mate. You're listening to Actual Normal. So here is my voice note from Millwall 1, Bournemouth 4. And to be fair, it was lucky it wasn't Millwall 1, Bournemouth 10 at times, wasn't it, really, listeners? It was it was really bad, really bad. Um, four goals. Uh, you, you can say they're from, from, from awful play from Millwall, awful defending. 
being caught flat-footed, not putting a shift in really to run back and get the ball properly, or just being completely outclassed and outpaced in the case of um, Evans and um, Evans and Pierce. Evans, the former, I thought, um, I've been singing his praises. I thought he, he wasn't one of his better games today. And um, the reason why I say 10 is because, you know, Bournemouth had two disallowed. I know, like, with the offside goals and they sort of run through and tap in, um, you know, would would that have happened if it was real time? But still, two disallowed. They at the post. They had a an effort from close range to an over the bar. Stanislas had one that was pulled wide. And I don't mind if teams come down and, and beat me all. I don't mind if teams come down and, like, do a number on us if they just completely outclass us. You know, if we put in 100% and they completely outclass us. But I didn't really see any fight there today. I don't know about you listeners, I didn't really see much effort. Bart, Bart couldn't do anything, could he? He's normally the one who's your foul safe and he, he couldn't do anything. But I just thought Zahor didn't really look interested. Uh, and I think as, as I saw a tweet on, on Twitter, somebody said that they're on the beach already. And it, and it seems a bit like that. We're safe mathematically, can't reach the playoffs. There you go. It's also interesting after a game like today when you see comments made by Grail Rao earlier on about players who, who, who won't make the side etc um no matter what anyone else thinks because wow if if we had if we had 11 championship squad level players well 10 I'll take out Bart um squad level players I'd I'd swap all them after today because that wasn't very good at all couple more games left bill for next season the promotion pushes on next year come on you lines I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor that's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're enjoying Afton Mill podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Afton Mill is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Millwall. Big welcome on the show now to show regular Mike Hayden. Welcome, Mike, from your working day. 
How are you doing? Hello, Nick. Yes, it's my lunch break, but uh, I'm not eating a sandwich just yet. I'm going to save that till after this uh, after this conversation, <laughs> I think. What a disappointment that was last night. I mean, Aaron um, spoke to him in the car park after the, after the game last night, and he was taking the view that we shouldn't read too much into the result, which I think is right to, to an extent is right, but I just found that a complete um, non a, a non performance. There was nothing on the Millwall front that I could say was uh, maybe a few saves by Bart, but nothing much of a positive nature. How did you find proceedings last night? When will this season end? Nick? <laughs> when will it <laughs> put us out of our bloody misery? Um, oh, I yeah, I well, I I described it a little bit like that Fulham away game a couple of years ago. You know, when we were just completely dominated from start to yeah. finish, um, yeah. showed no quality, and we just couldn't get near the opposition. And I thought it felt like that last night. And I guess you know. I don't know, we could have maybe chosen a couple of different players or played a slightly different system, but it felt like there wasn't a lot we could have done. We just didn't know what to do against a Bournemouth side who they they did look superb. Um, you know, the form team in the league, I yep. think they're probably playoff favourites. They've managed to go up from about seventh or eighth up into third now. So they're on a brilliant run of form and Woodgate's got them playing some brilliant football. And they, the way they press and you know, we just couldn't deal with it um so i guess yeah we can blame that we we were poor obviously there's no no uh kind of beating around the bush there but you know we were up against a extremely good side but i think it just shows you again nick how that we don't have any depth squad squad depth um no, and the other thing is no, no. how far away we are really from you know kind of actually going for the playoffs because you know that that we're just such a mid-table side at the moment i think what struck me last night was that idea that uh, we haven't actually done too badly against some of them, the better placed teams in this season you know we've we've kind of not been outclassed but we were outclassed badly last night um and it just you just got that kind of great chasm between us and Bournemouth for a third in the table. It just seemed seemed huge. You know, maybe it was it just left me feeling a bit dispirited afterwards. Yeah, I, I agree with you. As I say, I think it just it's a reality check how far away I think we are from the top six. Um, I, you know, I think if we had our our strongest eleven could potentially compete for a top six place. I think, but we've you know been ravaged with injuries for so long, and you know, it, 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 say it's still at the moment, you know, Hutchins and it's, it's such a gigantic miss in that you know back three well, yeah. or back five or whatever the hell it is. You know, he's he's a real miss, and 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 I think that hasn't helped our cause at all. But yeah, it show, shows you the gap, and you know, we we are going to have to put some serious money in 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 the summer if if you know a top six place is the aim next season. Which, according to Rowett, you know, it was this three year plan. Um, but we've got, you know, I think we do need to see a lot more progress um, you know, over the summer in regards to signings. And he's going to have to have a strong start to next season uh, if we're going to have a chance. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the someone posted. I think it might have been um, Neil Bradley posted. If you know, if, if you build a side around defensive football and then that doesn't work, you've got nothing else to go to, have you? There's no, there's no fallback. And I think that probably was illustrated last night. I mean, the the back three, Pierce. Um, I mean, we've said it many. I, I don't like to particularly pick on Pierce because it's been said many, many times. But Mikey was so badly exposed. Oh, um, and, and 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 George Evans, I do. I thought. Yeah. 
it was one of the brighter sparks of uh, recent times, but he looked out of his depth against that uh, forward line. Yeah, I mean, the first two goals were just horrendous goals to concede. Was, you know, yeah. I think Pierce just got out of muscle, didn't really head the ball, and then Evans just air kicked it, and then then he was in, and then you know, you never want to be on the receiving end of an assist by a goalkeeper because something's gone <laughs> fucking wrong there. Um, you know, completely caught out by that, and that that was poor, but. You've actually said before, you know, Pierce, although he wasn't too bad against Brentford, but you, no. you know, you have to be consistent week in, week out as a centre back. You know, that is one of the main traits is consistency. And, you know, he's not, we know he's not good enough. But, you know, there, there still does feel that element of, of panic. And I think Evans probably felt that a bit last night uh, that he, and, and it must be difficult for him as well, you know, switching between sort of midfield and defence, um, you know, two different roles. Uh, it's not easy. Um, no, no. And especially if you've got someone who's lacklustre like Pierce alongside you, you know, it works with Hutchinson, Cooper and Evans as Evans more of a makeshift, you know, centre back. Um, but when you've got someone who's lacklustre, it just fell apart, didn't it, really, at the back? It did. No, no Murray Wallace last night. I, I don't yeah. seeing anything about that. And I'm, I'm intrigued by that because he wasn't even on the bench. So I don't know what the story is with Murray. Must, I mean, must have a knock. I mean, that's the be, only yeah. reason. Yeah must be um which as you know as you've said already i mean just illustrates the um the fact we've not really had a full hand to play with all season with um you know one player after the other going down with injury but there we are that's 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 the way the cookie crumbles sometimes i want to mention bart he actually made some decent saves yeah decent well like could have been an eight really if we're honest if it been. wasn't for bart and Should Carl. They yeah a, yeah they had a lot of shots on target and yeah he did you know but i don't think you know he was certainly not at fault for any of the goals um there's nothing he could have done um but no. yeah he saved our blushes in regards to a higher scoreline, that's for sure. I mean, that rather strange uh, commentator that we, we, we after the, the demise <laughs> yeah. of um, Carl Bates and Max, and, and um, you know, listeners, you, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Then you had that kind of private, it sounded like private Fraser from Dad's Army, didn't it? <laughs> from, um, he, I think he blamed Bart for the third goal. He said the goal he would have expected to have done better. And I thought that really was unfair mm. on him because that was a beautiful yeah. dribble. I mean, you have to. Sometimes you've got to take your hat off to, to, to really strong play. And I thought the third goal was a, was a really nicely taken goal. I, I, I don't think Bart had much he could have done in that no. situation, Mike. You know. I think that's that's harsh, yeah. I think that, that commentator, he had it in for Mill's defence quite a lot. And um, he, he seems to be the sort of commentator that was just trying to fill gaps in it just wouldn't stop talking and um what annoyed me he just kept over pronouncing everything it was like corner it's like it's just that's a terrible scottish accent but, i know um, what you mean i know what you but mean he, it just it like everything had to, to sound impactful and um you know every single word and i was just like fucking talk normally for god's sake like it just sounded like he was trying to be a commentator when he knew he wasn't really one know but uh yeah bring bring back carl and max for next time i did feel sorry for carl and max i mean we, we're straying from oh, the, it was... there's there's a reason why we're straying so far from the football listeners and talking about the commentary <laughs> because it's more interesting but i felt for carl and max trying to get their microphone to work uh, live, live on stream live oh god i must be yeah it was it was it was a few attempts yeah i know i can't imagine it the, the amount of panic they must have had um and uh <laughs> but it was just it sounded like at times 
they suddenly they got back up and running and then all of a sudden it sounded like like the stadium had collapsed or something <laughs> earthquake going on yeah, yeah. Or, or carl had fallen off his chair again or something like that um oh, yeah that yeah. no, was yeah that was that was the <laughs> most interesting thing to talk about for it was the most Millwall. entertaining Millwall part of the second half because mm. we have to drag ourselves back to the football sadly listeners yeah. i mean we had a brief flurry of hope when jed got that early goal in the so quite a nicely taken goal, put us back into... Yeah, it was. Gave us a little warm glow for a few minutes, Mike, didn't it? And then mm. I think uh, the chances... Kept, I mean, they, kept they nearly scored. Li- yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I mean, literally about a minute after we scored, they scored again. And I that just was thought, the open well, goal. shows you we're never going to get back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, yes. Oh, how sitter. did he miss it? Um, I don't know how they managed to miss it. No, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and, and you know, you just think to yourself well, clearly we're not going to get back in this game because even after such a dreadful first half performance is we've, we've been very inconsistent over 90 minutes. Uh, I've said it before on the show. I think, you know, we've never actually for a long time seen a very strong performance for 90 minutes. There's no. always been periods in the game where we've just been shocking or, or, and then all of a sudden we look very good. So when we scored, I was like, oh, are we going to have a bit of a, you know, resurgence. But then, the, you know, the minute after that chance happens, I'm like, well, obviously not, because that was tin pot again. So we just, yeah, we were just never in this game. Um, we, we were a long way away. And yeah, and, uh, you know, there's a whore question as well, Nick. Um, I was wondering, uh, you might cover it, but um, what what you th- what you're thinking about him at the moment? Because the fact that he's still getting in the team over Bodvarsson and Bradshaw, rightly so on quality, but on effort, questionable isn't it yeah i i zohor i mean i i don't mind subterfuge mike if if you know if if say back in his pomp you know neil harris was injured but not really injured and and so the opposition weren't expecting him to start and then lo and behold he did start well that's one thing you knew you're going to get 100 percent effort goals because he was a one of our star players so the subterfuge of, of Zohor, uh, Gary Rowett said he won't, we won't be seeing him again this season. I've, I've breathed a sigh of, sigh of relief, if I'm honest, because he hasn't impressed me and doesn't look like he wants to be with us. And more importantly than any of that, he doesn't deliver much. And he didn't deliver much last no. night. So what was the point of mm. um, saying to your, 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 your paying public that this player won't appear? I mean, it doesn't, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm picking on a small point here, but I just find that irritating. Um should you know, have said that two weeks before, in my view. I mean, like we, I was shocked to see him start tonight. I was uh, last night. Sorry, yeah. I um, and I, you know, I know. Um, I think Bennett had a knock, of course. So I think that's why he didn't start. But uh, you know, at least with Bodvarsson and Bradshaw, you know, I know they lack obvious quality, but they, they do. Something. They try. Yeah, yeah, they try, and you, <laughs> you know, whereas the whole just seems to saunter around. And, and I get it that you know. I mean, Steve Morrison was a bit like this, you know, the accusations of being lazy and stuff. But like you could see in his body language that he was trying. It just wasn't his style of play to necessarily press the back line or make lots of darting runs, um, especially in his later days. But Zahor is just body language, just, yeah, kind of saunters around. And, you know, he just he just looks like he doesn't want to be there. Um, so, yeah, no, piss off, I say. Get well, out, I agree. Get out I mean, get I, I have to agree. I mean, you know, the. Morrison's a good comparison because he developed this cussed persona that was very almost like the mill wall of, of players. You know, no one liked mm. him and he didn't care much either. And but he, you know, he, his goal scoring and his assist record um, 
meant that you could you could tolerate a bit of a surly um, face once in a while from him. Yeah. But you don't get that from Zohor. I mean, I get a sense he's a really frustrating player, Mike, because I get a sense there's probably a very good quality striker, talent-wise, in there, but he just looks like he can't be bothered. And um, there was a great um, post from Mill halfway line last night saying how he didn't... I think he watched only the last half an hour of the second half because if the players can't be bothered, he couldn't be bothered either. And I think it, <laughs> it breeds that kind of so-what attitude, doesn't it? Um, mm. So, yeah... Um, strange, strange I, attitude to have, isn't it? Though, I mean, the guy's he's clear, uh, he's he came to Millwall. It's one of them ones where it's just like, you know, try and rejuvenate your career, and he hasn't. So, he'll be shipped off from West Brom. You'll probably you know who's gonna, who's gonna want that cart horse next season, certainly. Don't know, don't no know. One. Good, it's a good, it's a good problem. Point. It is his problem because I don't know who's yeah. going to want him. I, I can't see Sam Allardyce wanting him to no start way. week in, week out at the ch- in the championship recovery season. He's, he can't depend on him. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's other other players. I mean, Pierce, you must think has come to the natural end of his <laughs> playing career at championship <laughs> level. You, you must, mm. you must think that the, the midfield looked a little bit sullen, and I don't know. Um, you know, Keithton Belt didn't have a great game. Mitchell was oh. okay. Woods was Woods. Um, I, you know, there's clearly going to be some movement in the summertime. Um, I don't know. Woods, Woods, Woods toys with me because sometimes I think we've missed him and other times, like last night, I wasn't even aware he was playing half the time. So, um, Should have been a game for Woods though last night. That should have been a sort of game he was performing because if when we played them away when we drew, didn't we? Which was a good good point. That they weren't they were on a bit of a bad patch of form, I think, um, under the previous manager. But I think I recall Woods having a good game there because you know Bournemouth, as we say, are the side that come at you play a high line. They do leave space, but you've got to find the space. So if Woods is this kind of ball spraying, cutting defenses apart sort of player, that's the sort of game it's easier to do it in um but he, yeah. yeah nothing last night absolutely nothing chances for well they went 4-1 up didn't they nice nice move they hit the post mike um shot from yeah. the left side hit the post and really dodged the bullet then and late chances should have been five or six one um there's the mill wall highlights in this summary Nick. <laughs> uh, well we had so that with a goal <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all but, the boom yeah there was nothing there was one i think i stretched it so in my i keep some notes listen i write like chants in case there's like a, i need to look at this afterwards when i'm doing my post match and i've highlighted one mural chance um that we, we had the ball a little melee inside the six yard box and um i think it was mitchell back healed it and it, it was mm. cleared off of the line don't know how it did oh, yeah. the line so that was that was our one chance. I mean that that's that was also bothering me because chance creation is not seems to have dried up like um like the Sahara Desert, doesn't it? And mm. you know, yeah. very I'm I'm like you, I'm looking forward to the end of the season. Let's see what the um what the fire sale clear out, MFI clear out so sale at the den looks like. <laughs> there has to be change. Um yeah, a yeah. few few reactions. I mean, Steve Evans says there's a gap between the top ten and the top six. I think that we saw that last night, as he says. Um, if Alex Pierce features after this, I think he means the remaining few dead rubbers now, Mike. If Alex Pierce keeps featuring, it'd be a depressing measure of Gary Rowett. Um, no faith whatsoever in Hayden Muller. I can't see, I can't see the purpose in not fielding Muller from here onwards in defence because if not now, mm. then, then when? You know, I, I don't know when the, when his moment will come. 
I agree. Well, he's been upgraded to the bench at least now, uh, which yeah. is positive. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's making maybe next season. Um, but, you know, Bur- you know, I know we were, Bury came on, got some more minutes last night, which was good to see. Yep. See, Mitchell is, you know, probably a, st- a starter really at the moment. Um, so I, I think why not? I mean, you know, the, we've always said about we want to, ma- well, Rowitz, we don't give a shit now, really, let's be honest. I mean, where we finish, we finish sort of Make 12th or 9th. I mean, yeah, 12th, for, yeah, for yeah. us, who cares, you know. But for Rowett, it's all about maximising that position, I think, which is, is a shame if, you know, he prioritises that over giving a couple of the youngsters, you know, a chance. So um, I think we've got Watford, haven't we, on the weekend, which is uh, <laughs> worrying. Uh, so maybe not that game for Muller, but for Bristol City, we've got a home who are in terrible form, maybe... Them, but yeah, just you'd, you'd expect to see him start at some stage, yeah, yeah, maybe Bury, maybe rest one or two. I don't know. Um, yeah, the mind of uh, Gary Rowe is a, is a difficult one to fathom. Um, last night, the, the general thing with the mill were on the beach already, um, but it can't be a foreign beach because we're all under travel, COVID restrictions, yeah. and so it'll have to be Skegnecks Beach. I think that's where uh, they I think they're on the they're on the coach with Delboy <laughs> and Trigger to Margate, actually, <laughs> half of them. <laughs> Oh dear, mm. wonderful stuff. Big thank you, Mike, taking time out of your working day. I appreciate it, mate. We will be back on Achtung Millwall at the weekend to hopefully cover the cricket score that will not cover the cricket score that is Millwall versus Watford. We'll see how that goes. Big thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks a lot, Nick. Thank you for listening to Achtung Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Over to Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.